Before we get started, we wanted to thank Matchstick Golf for being our first title sponsor. Matchstick is a custom designer of ball markers based in Portland, Oregon, that was born out of its founder getting sick and tired of trying to find cool ball markers that weren't huge, heavy poker chips that didn't cost $300 on eBay. Matchstick's markers include the one-eyed alligator from Happy Gilmore, a stack of cash that will have you putting for dough. Right now, Matchstick is offering 15% off your first order at matchstickgolf.com with the code MUNICIPALS. So head on over to matchstickgolf.com, enter municipals at checkout, tell them Big C in Ashton sent you. How hard did you push it? Till I black out? Yes. Numerous times, yes. happening municipals this is big chris and ashton is actually joining me we also have two special guests we have our buddy nick from san diego and of course the one and only producer jack is joining us nick say hello to the listeners what's up everybody hey it's great to be back thanks for having me absolutely jack say what's up What's up, everybody? No, that's not my real voice. How's everyone doing? And hey, Chris, nice to talk to you. We haven't done a pod in a while. It's been a minute. And then we got our boy, Ashton. What's up, my man? Hello. Yeah, it, it, we were just saying it's it's been it's been a minute. We've been doing these kind of individual pods with some of our guests, some of our friends. While you've been away, and I guess I haven't been away, but we've just sort of been taking a swipe at it differently. But it's certainly nice to talk to you and... I think Nick is now our only third-time guest, so Nick is kind of part of the Municipal's family, sort of our SoCal delegation, and then, you know, Jack is the, the, the mystery man behind the curtain, but we're certainly happy to have his extremely weird uh, voice uh, on the podcast and to hear his take on golf courses, because now that you're gone, Chris, I mean, well, I think I've played more golf with Jack than just about anybody in the Bay Area, played more golf with Nick than anybody over the last year or so. Seeing the three of you guys, like... 90% of my golf rounds are played by with one of the three of you. So really good to talk to all of you guys. For sure. And so this week, big, big topic. One of my favorite routings to do anytime. I'm so excited that Ashton got Jack and Nick out to do this routing. So we are talking about the Northwood Bodega Bay 27. So it is, it is one of my favorite days to play to play golf i mean you get a robert trent jones course and then you get an alistair mckenzie course all in one day and within 30 minutes of each other and you get to go coastal and the ewok forest from star wars and it's just let me just crazy. go ahead and say real quick that it is very obvious which one is the robert trent jones course which one is the alistair mckenzie course yeah sorry Chris. oh no you're good go. i mean it's very obvious it's i mean such a juxtaposition between the two courses too because you're within these like 200 year old uh, redwood trees when you're at northwood and then you're basic you're not oceanfront for the whole course but you're ocean ocean adjacent for the entire round when you're out at bodega bay and it's just 
it's just one of my favorite, you know, 27s you could play. So I want to get right into it. Nick, Jack, this was your first time going out there. Ashton has done the 27-hole routing with me before. Uh, Actually, the first time I did them together. I've played both of them more than a dozen times in their own right. But first time I ever did the 27-hole routing was with Ashton. But I want to ask Nick and Jack, what were your guys' takes? Uh, You guys did it backwards than what I normally do it. But so you guys started at Northwood. What was your take on Northwood for your first time? Uh, Northwood was definitely, I think it's one of those one of a kind experiences. Um, it's a little far for me. I live in Sunnyvale, California now, which is down in Silicon Valley. So it's, it's probably a total of about like hour 45, hour 30, depending on traffic for me. So I don't get to go up there too often, but, um, it's definitely one of those things that's worth the drive. Um, I, I really, I, I don't think I've ever, you know, I've been playing golf since 2016. I don't think I've ever played anything like it. Um, <laughs> trees are definitely th- the thing that sticks out to me. And, um, yeah, just something about the way that um, the way that you know that course is laid out, and just the atmosphere is is the biggest thing that I, I realized or noticed when I got there. Just pulling up to it, you know, you're driving through in the trees, and um, it's like the very first, you know, part go in the parking lot you look over at the golf course and it's just surrounded by trees you can you can't even see a tee box or really uh any kind of green until you go to the first tee so the atmosphere is one of a kind and you know that that was the the big thing that i i noticed when we first drove up to it what do you think uh jesus sorry nick not jesus christ superstar which is his name on the uh on the squad cast thing here well, Jack, thanks for asking. Um, but I do prefer you call him by my pronoun. Uh, King would be preferred. Thank you. Uh, um, no, I mean, Northwood's a vibe, man. Northwood is great. I It was a, a great way, I think, to start the day. I know Chris said you did it the other way than we did, um, starting with with the big golf course and then going to Northwoods to finish it off. But really, I think the way that we planned it out was, was fantastic. And, and um, it's a great way to start your morning off. You know, you get a cup of coffee and you're walking around and it's misty and it's dewy and you're in this, this redwood forest and you've got the sunlight pouring in as it comes over the mountains and it's it's cutting through these trees and the mist and the fog and it's just, it's spectacular. It really is. And it, it's it's a really unique experience. I've camped in redwoods before and this is sort of the closest thing to camping in the redwoods. You know, you're hanging out for a few hours. Um that was great. It's a great way to start today. Great way to get warmed up and then go have a match down at Bodega Bay. But yeah, Northwoods is a vibe, man. I mean, it's cool course. You can tell that it was built by McKenzie because it was not that I know his designs, but it you can tell it was old. Like they were not moving a lot of earth. They didn't have the machines capable to move a lot of earth at this golf course. So the way that it moves and flows with the land in between the trees, um, obviously you have some gorgeous bunkering around the greens, which is pretty, pretty neat to play out of. Um, got my ass kicked in those bunkers. It's you, you could tell that the course has not changed very much since uh, Mackenzie designed it. You know, whatever it was a hundred years ago. So that's really fun. The historic aspect of it, the beauty of it. That was that was fantastic. And then obviously the vibe. I mean, it's just people in shorts and t-shirts, crushing beers, smoking a bunch of J's, and having a blast out there. And it's really 
what what golf needs a lot more of, but uh, you know can certainly be an example for for munis everywhere. So Northwoods is awesome, man. Nothing bad to say about the place. It was easy to to step up and play after you know they don't have a driving range. You know it's a comfortable golf course to play despite the trees. I think um, really interesting second shots, but uh, yeah, great great time out there. Yeah, uh, yeah, I would say. Five might be one of my favorite holes on any any golf course. Oh, I'm sorry, six might be one of my favorite holes. So six is that that hole that goes back towards uh, the clubhouse, and it is wide open and shares the fairway with seven that goes back into the into the forest, and it is the epitome of an Alistair McKenzie design because if you look at anything. Augusta or any of his bigger designs, he loves to do that shared fairway type situation with just like a green just popped out in the middle of this this like wide open space. And it's such kind of an inviting hole in it for a course that has manipulated a little bit of what McKenzie designed from, you know, from the beginning when he first came out there and designed it. That is the one hole where I'm like, yep, this brings me back to the, the three other McKenzie courses that I've played outside of Northwood. So, you know, that's, that's probably one of my favorite holes in all of Northern California. I just absolutely love that. Uh, what were your guys' favorite holes? We'll start with Ashton. Oh, man. Um, I really like number two. I think number two is actually very hard. Because um, number two is a... Feels like... Well, I think one thing to take a, a step back for our listeners. So, Northwood overall is like a pretty short golf course. Like number one, for example, you can really, for the most part, hit whatever you want. I mean, I think you can hit like six iron wedge, hybrid, and kind of a short wedge. So, there's the caveat that like for the most part, it's a pretty short hole. Minus number nine. Number nine is a extremely long, extremely challenging par five. But for the most part, you don't need to hit it a really long way to have fun there which i think is one of the reasons why you see people of kind of all shapes and sizes out there competing and you know you don't need to hit it a mile off the tee uh, but number two, I really like because it's a pretty open fairway. Um, you definitely, I think, feel the trees more on two than you do on one. Number one is sort of like it's more about the clubhouse. It's kind of about getting out there. Little dog, like you can't necessarily see the green. But number two on that approach shot, you've got to hit a kind of a, a grown-up golf shot into a very narrow neck. Um, and then the way that kind of it, it basically, you kind of have to land it short left of the green to get it on that green. And then it's very penalized if you don't kind of judge your distance the right way. Um, so I just think that hole is really kind of, really kind of gets me every time. I think both times I've pulled it right and I can confirm that's certainly not where you want to be. Um, but I think that hole is really one that both times I've played there, I got up there and was like, huh. And then you get up there and you walk off that green and you're like, you feel really good at walking off there with a par. Nick, what was your favorite hole out there? Uh, mine was also number two. Uh, because of the blind approach shot, I loved. Ashton described the neck, but I think um, didn't do justice to the the fact you can't see the green at all. It's totally blind. You can see the pin sticking up just above the neck, but uh, the green is below that neck, so it's totally blind. And I think spectacular design. 
But to give another answer, I think it's, is it, uh, Chris, what you were talking about was six or seven, but the one that comes back into the clubhouse, I think it's six, dogleg right. Yeah, so six dogleg right, that's the one I'm talking about that kind of also share, like you can hit it long into the seven fairway yeah. and still have a easy shot into the green. Um, yeah. And then seven kind of does a little bit of a dogleg right that wraps right back down into like a, into a green that's a little lower than the tee box. I think those are two really cool back-to-back holes. I know it's the same shot shape off the tee, um, but you know one requires you to be very precise with your your exit window coming off the tee. Uh, or number six does, and then number seven, you've got every, you know you have to be very precise with where, with where the ball is landing on that dog leg right. So it helps that I hit best drive of the day on number seven. So I think that's gonna be my answer. Then number seven, if, if not number two, I'll take number seven. Jack, what about you, my man? Six was par five, right? Six par four, six sharp, par four. short par, par four. Par four. Oh yeah, yeah, it is, it is. Yeah, I, I think six. I was trying to remember for some reason. I was thinking it was a par five, but six, I, I'd say six. Six runs right six along runs number right one. Along. So number one's on the right hand side. Right number hand seven's side. on the on the left hand side. Hey, hold on. I, I may be thinking of a different one then. So well, let me just six, this one. the way I think about six is Two. really it's probably the most interesting green, Three. right? It's that back to front, you know, that really kind of back to front green. Yeah, with bumper on the left hand side. Yeah. Yeah. What's what's the one where it has a tuck T box? That's is that seven? Like the T box yeah. T box is tucked by the shed. Yeah, so T okay, box so it, it is tucked is... up in the tree. No, no, behind. no. He's, he's talking about six. six. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're so, six. Yeah, you're talking about six so then six, too. Seven. So, so then it's five is the one that I'm thinking of. The par five. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So five, par yeah. five. Okay. We're we're so gonna set that and, out. And that's the one that's got the very <laughs> McKenzie yeah, bunker two, on the left par, side of the green. Yeah. Two par fives. You got number five and nine. That that's why I was thinking it's a par five. So five, I love that. I, that's one of the, the things that I, I think is characteristic of McKenzie is, you know, undulating fairways. I saw it in Pasatempo. You know, some parts of Sharp Park still had that undulating fairway kind of thing. And you, you can definitely see it on nine at, um, at Northwood. Love five just because of that, where it's like, you know, I, I don't know how you know you're able to shape or change the game just by like going up and down so subtly on a fairway um i think that one the it it like dips right before the green right like the fairway kind of slopes down right before the green and then it's like a two or maybe three tiered green too i i think that hole just kind of really exemplifies you know that kind of mckenzie design and like you were saying there's a a true mckenzie bunker on the left side and uh, that one was just that was such a fun hole like I, I think i maybe bogeyed or double bogeyed it but it was just like navigating that thing was 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 fun super fun for me yeah i so I mean, we can all pick pretty much any hole out there. I would like you were talking about with nine. It, I think it's so interesting and so difficult for how narrow it is, and it's a dogleg left uphill the entire way to an elevated green that is very inviting because it does have a backdrop that allows you to kind of hit it back there and and kind of draw it back into the pin which is kind of nice but the i think the best part about northwood is the the small group that runs the course 
It's the same guy that in the pro shop that's been there for over 65 years, which is just crazy to me. The restaurant is the locals drinking hole. It's not your normal 19th hole at any golf course. It's where everybody goes for food and drinks in in the area like that's their restaurant that's their hangout that's their bar which is really cool it's completely different than what you experience in a lot of places and i think the maintenance on the course is what really gets me you know we we've had some people that we know go out there and not necessarily like it they don't think the conditions are what they it should be or it's not necessarily the greatest mckenzie they've ever played this is a nine hole $25 rate course let let's make that straight right off the bat the amount or the conditions that they keep this place for having a hundred foot redwood trees with trunks the size of B- VW bu- bugs like massive trees and no sunlight to get in there And for them to be able to grow the grass that they do and maintain the greens and the fairways to the to the standards that they have for a twenty five dollar rate nine hole course is so freaking good. Like I have to give mad props to their their grounds crew because that's to grow anything with no sunlight is impossible. And for them to not allow the roots to take over the greens and to run through the bunkers and to see giant roots kind of coming through fairways and stuff. And for them to keep it at the level it has and not change as much as it, it could have over the years is pretty fucking crazy. And I think that's testament to having Alistair out there and the people that have ran the course have respected that Alistair was the designer of the course. And they've really tried to keep that aura of him out there, which you can't say for a lot of public munis um, that basically, you know, have been mutilated over the years after its original design. I mean, you've got a great course in Blue Rock Springs out in Vallejo, and they've they're absolutely going to mutilate that course and turn it into just one eighteen and combine the two courses. It's just it's a shame because one of the courses was co-built by one of Alistair McKenzie's uh, apprentices. And it's so obvious when you go out there to see his designs. And it's it's just really great to see that in Northwood. And every time I go out there, like I said, I've been out there over a dozen times. It's always the same. Nothing changes. Same guy running the pro shop. Same cranky lady that runs the... the um, food and beverage area it's just awesome you mean the woman who when we went last time uh, i had my temporary id and she when i went to go show her my id she was like i cannot serve you with that i was like what do you mean she's like i need a photo id i was like well i mean i have a paper id and so chris had to go in <laughs> to get our drinks she's but she's running the yeah, tight shit which is just funny because there's not much about that place otherwise where they're supposed to running that tight of a ship we've got like the other time chris and i were there i think after number six um we were playing behind these guys who were i think they were playing journey all day like definitely like our dad's age and they were getting super high and like 
you know, early on in the day, one of them left a club. By number eight, I think, like, each of them had left a club, and they were like, God, you know, because they're like, whoa, man, like, sorry about that. Like, you know, it's hitting a little bit different later in the day. So, but that's the appeal of it, right? I mean, I'll say, like, you know, we'll, we'll go through our rating here in a second, but it's not going to be a super fast round. You're going to see kind of, again, a little bit of everything. But that, I think that's why you go, and I think that's why it's a great day because, you know, I think Northwood's a great place. You know, Nick and I were talking about it, a great place to, like, almost warm up, right? It's like, cool, I don't have to hit a bunch of, like, punch-in-the-face golf shots. Like, we'll get to Bodega, but Bodega's wonderful. One of the reasons I love Bodega. You better be hitting good golf shots. Like, I mean... <laughs> Uh, it's kind of the opposite design philosophy. I think we found out, or Chris, maybe you told me this, but you know, apparently Robert Trent Jones uh, never came back because uh, they, they were optimizing more for selling homes than were for the golf course. Yes. Very, very different. Um, but certainly a place you want to feel a little bit more dialed in where Northwood, it's like, you know, there's certain places you don't want to hit it, but you're not going to get punched in the mouth. But to go around, Robin, maybe each of, each of us can take kind of one of our kind of usual things. So Chris, because you let us off, you've talked about this some, but to be very specific, for our listeners uh condition and then value for the area kind of reiterate what you said i think value is perfectly fine especially with the with the history behind the architect that designed the course and the allure that you get while coming out there and and kind of what the attention that it's gotten i would say over the last 10 years with like eal going out there no laying up going out there you know, it's really been presented through all different medians a lot in the last 10 years. And for them to kind of hold strong with $25 greens fees and, you know, pretty much a course that you can still walk out and play whenever you want, not having issues getting tee times, it's, it's pretty awesome. And the conditions, like I said, are, are, what it, yeah. are great for the price. Yeah, greens are a little shaggy. They could definitely cut them a little bit more, but they, you know, to your point, it's a it's a, it's a it's a that way just because of the lack of sunlight that they get. If they cut them low yeah. and cut them tight, like a lot of other courses, they'll lose the greens. So they kind of have to keep it that way to keep it from just completely yeah. turning into dirt. Yeah, and just so our listeners know, so uh, weekday walking, uh, seven thirty to three for nine holes is twenty nine. Eighteen holes is forty one. After three o'clock, nine holes is twenty six. Uh, and then on the weekend, uh, seven thirty to three, nine holes is thirty two. Eighteen holes is forty nine, and then after three, it's twenty nine. So a little bit more than Chris said, but again, not especially when you're baking in, kind of um, playing in. It's a great way to do it. The other thing too, just to share for people, the way I I personally will two reasons that I really love doing the routing this way, Chris, is one, you actually are able to get the twilight rate at Bodega Bay. So basically your round becomes because I think Bodega is like 96 normally. It goes to about 60. So the point is you get to play both for about the price of one. So that's one thing. And the other thing we'll discuss in a little bit, the drive from Northwood to Bodega, I think Nick can comment on this, like was maybe the highlight of the whole day driving along the coast there. So I think the routing is good this way. And again, it also means you're basically getting air quotes a free round at, at, at Northwood. But that's as far as the rates. Um, conditions, we've really already, um, well, someone want to take conditions. Again, I just want to make sure we're, we've talked about most of the stuff. But Jack, tell us about the conditions a little bit more. And the greens specifically. I know I said they're shaggy, but any other comments you have? Yeah, conditions-wise, I mean, I, you know, 
I I love it for what the value is. Uh, like you said, thirty two bucks on a weekend is is great value, um, especially for a nine holer. You know, it's it's such a treat. I mean, you guys have already hammered at home. Like those guys take care of that place really well, especially with all those redwoods around it. Um, I think maybe the one place that was you know. It was kind of a, a tough scene was um I think Rick and I both hit it. This was on let's see, three I think it was on four, we hit it right next to a house. You know, we thought the roof was gonna be alright, but it was super muddy. It was basically just mud and a little bit of grass on there. So um it, I mean, I had zero complaints in terms of like conditions. I I you know kind of expected like shaggy greens just because of people going in playing there. Um, like you said, Chris, having to keep it up because they don't want to lose it and make it dirt. Um, you know, same complaint that I always have in in any other muni. I wish people would fix their fucking pitch marks so that you know everyone else, especially in a place like that it's like you know you want to take care of it so that other people can enjoy it right um so psa if you're playing golf go fix your fucking pitch mark return your divots all that good stuff um and i i'll, I'll just add one thing conditions wise i've heard some people um <clears throat> Uh, compare it to other Mackenzie's, um, you know, in certain forums and, uh, you know, like, yes, it's a Mackenzie, but you know, you got to look at it. You can't compare it to a place like, you know, Augusta national or Pasa Tiempo or anything like that. Cause it's, it's a Muni, you know, it's a, it's probably one of the true Muni's that I've ever experienced. Um, and you you just can't you know say like oh like this isn't a Mackenzie or whatever because you're comparing it to somewhere like a Pasatiempo or or um, Augusta National which I've heard in some places as as Ashton can attest. Um, but yeah, I think when you go there, you know, especially if you go there for your first time, like you gotta you gotta look at it in the lens of this is a Muni. You know, it's a community place like you guys were saying. 19th hole is is or, or rather the um uh the bar and grill there is a true community place it's not only golfers that are going there it's tourists that are going it's locals that are mostly there so i i think definitely that's the one one piece of advice that i'd, I'd give people when they're looking at it is you know look at it for what it is a true muni that's you know golden age architecture that's an experience that you're not going to find anywhere else yeah, and even though I've been said, I've been trying to use the word vibe less. I mean, if there's ever a golf course where you know Nick said it best, like it's it's just it's a vibe. It's truly Northwood. Um, it just is. I mean, and, and it is about the golf course, but it's about the entire experience. I mean, I remember the first time we went, Chris and I. There was a couple. I mean, I don't know how old they were. The guy looked like if he had died the next day, no one would have been shocked. They were sitting there having breakfast. He's sitting there in like his khaki pants that are up to like, you know, way above his stomach, a white t-shirt with stains on it. And he's just like eating eggs like it's his job. And I'm like, this is where this guy comes to breakfast every day. He is not a golfer. That guy is not playing golf. He's got egg yolk all over his white shirt at the bar and grill at Northwood. And I kind of looked at Chris. That's what Chris was like everybody comes here, you know, like golf sickos like us. And then people who, you know, just local. So, um, 
Nick, do you want to talk a little bit about kind of layout or routing? Um, you know, I think we've talked a little about it being a shorter course through the woods, but you know, any comments on uh, layout or routing you want to bring up? I, I just yeah, want to interrupt real quick. I think Ashton, you saw my future self in about 70 years or so. I think that guy you're talking about is exactly who I'm going to be living right next to Northwood, not playing golf anymore because I can't swing clubs, but eating like 16 eggs for breakfast. So you're just Ron Ron Swanson, basically. I've been rewatching Parks and Rec. Yeah, exactly. Eggs <laughs> and bacon for Ron breakfast. Swanson. Yeah. Excuse me, I would like a, a whole animal of the finest meat you have. It's a bad Ron Swanson. But Nick, Sorry, take Nick. us to... to, to no, it's, honestly, Jack, it's more likely you'll do it at either Calipe or you know somewhere like that. Those, you know, like you'll live underneath the green on one of those places. But Nick, take us to, to layout. Any comments on layout or routing? Yeah, I think the very first one is, and this is a very serious comment. If anybody anybody out there is like truly comparing Augusta National to a hundred year old Muni in like the middle of the redwood forest in California, like that is not a serious person, and that person should not be taken seriously for really anything. They, in my in my opinion, somebody's comparing a hundred year old Muni to Augusta National. That's not serious. Get out of here. He was comparing I mean, it to Pasatiempo, but yes. Yeah, it's, it's whatever. Okay, yeah. fine. <laughs> fine. Okay. My argument still stands. This is not a serious person who should be taken seriously on any subject in life if they're going to hold opinions as asinine as this. So that's... Thank you. I don't know who that is. I don't know who that's referencing, but they're out of their fucking mind. It's a great course. It's fun, but it's not fucking Pasatiempo. Anyway. Hell yeah, um, lay it on. Lay the, well, it, I'm not even laying it on. I'm not even laying it on. Like, that's just, fake that, person. That's just, that's just somebody trolling for attention, whoever <laughs> says some bullshit like that. Um, hashtag, ben Hogan's, hashtag Ben Hogan's the best athlete ever. Yeah. We're, we're, we're stopping, we're stopping, we're stopping, we're stopping. <laughs> keep going, keep going. Anyway, <laughs> I, you know, Northwoods, <laughs> look, the riding's nice. It's it's shorter, right? I, mean, I don't have the yardage on me, but it's, it's, a, it's a pretty short golf course. I would call it a second shot golf course. Because a lot of the green complexes are so interesting, and you have to have your angles just right to attack it correctly. And if you don't, you're putting yourself in a really tough spot. So I think it's a second shot golf course, which I personally really enjoy. I think that's a lot of fun, um, especially now that my driver is starting to go straight, so I can actually hit some fairways. So that's that's a plus. Um, but lots of dog legs to again because it's short. That's that's how it's going to play. Um, yeah, again, second shot golf course, all about the green complexes. I think Jack actually made the best point about number five uh, with the fairway. I thought that's like the coolest fairway on the course with all the undulations. Um, really makes you uncomfortable on that second and third shot. So um, I would say that would be maybe the best best of the of the fairways out there. And yeah, uh, really interesting green complexes, I think, drive this golf course. Be- beyond the vibe and the views and all that, it's the green complexes that you come for. The, the McKenzie bunkering, it's all there. And it's what's cool is, like I said in the beginning, like they didn't move a lot of earth to build this golf course. So the layout is just kind of how it, the land was and where McKenzie decided holes should be. And uh, it creates some really cool, some really cool architecture like that number two with the, with the little funnel neck, with the, the green down below it, that's blind. I mean, really interesting shots out there. So second shot golf course, I've said it a bunch and, and a lot of fun to play. Yeah, and I think the other thing, which you know, some listeners are probably look at their phone and be like, "Yeah, dude, we get it." But I think it's important to say out loud that this is not a, the reason this course ultimately is so special. Yes, Alistair McKenzie touched it, which gives it a unique cachet. But it's the kind of course which I think we'd all agree 
would not and should not be built anymore, right? Like they definitely cut down redwoods to build this golf course and nobody would be a proponent of that. So it's really special because yes, it was blessed by Alistair McKenzie, but it's also just a course that like would never ever be built today. Um, and that's why I think it's on everybody to preserve it in such a way. Cause you know, I would love my kids to go play Northwood because we're not building another Northwood anytime soon. And to y'all's points, you know, that I think five maybe is the best example because certainly the fairway and Nick, I point, like I said, I pointed out to you, I think that when you go play Pasta Tampa, you kind of see it like that green on the, le- the bunker on the left side of the green, which I of course hit it right in. Um, it's a McKenzie bunker, you know, that's where I, I kind of yell, I'll do it again about Sharp Park. It's like, ah, oh, it's a McKenzie. It's like, yeah, motherfucker. Like, <laughs> I mean, you're just, you're wishing that some that that was a an Alistair McKenzie where you play number five and it's like yeah I, I get it I get it um, I'll take the last two amenities and pace um, amenities uh, one of the things that I think is sad for just for them for their bottom line they do not have a good merch selection uh, and also it's not affordable it's not correctly priced I actually have a Northwood coffee cup that I really like I believe it was five dollars. <laughs> which I don't think they're making much money off of that purchase. Um, I bought a ball marker, which I think was, you know, two or or something very, very cheap. But a lot of the shirts, I mean, in the same way that the guy who runs the place has been there for 65 years, a lot of the merch is very, very similar. Like, name a brand you think is cool. They don't have it. There's no Link Soul. There's no Imperial. There's no D. Hudson. Whatever your jam is, they don't have it. It's like looks like golf shirts from the 1980s that just don't look cool so that's a bit of a bummer not only for i think everybody but man it's a bummer for them because it's the kind of place where you could go spend 25 dollars on the course and spend 200 dollars in the pro shop um and i think that's something that's just a, a disservice to them um amenities also like we talked about the the, the bar and grill area um you know, they're pouring stiff drinks. I will say the food, having ate there, I think y'all can probably agree with me, Nick. We talked about this. The food's not great. And the other thing, too, that's very, uh, I'm just going to say comical, maybe the wrong word. Um, what they had done is they had clearly raised all of their prices on food, but instead of redoing the menu, they basically just crossed out the old price and then wrote the other price in pen. And like, we're talking about, I think Nick got like a French dip that was like, 18 or 19 bucks which is like very expensive uh anyway and like it definitely didn't look great you know my sandwich was just fine so i would say that overall i mean we kind of just wanted to chill and kind of experience it but overall i'd say you know patronize the bar probably take a pasadena on the food and if you have more time like i kind of wanted to do originally try to go have lunch at bodega bay and get some good seafood probably pass on on the food um and then for pace, I mean, the pace wasn't great. Um, I think it took us, you know, north of two and a half hours to play nine holes. But that's kind of what you expect. Again, I mean, it was just it was just slow. Uh, wish it was different, but, you know, we're watching people on the... Again, honestly, it's, it, it's I'm not really making jokes. It's a lot of people getting pretty loaded up. I mean, both times I've been there, there's been a lot of people smoking weed and playing golf, which I think is awesome, but is also meant for a little bit of some slow play. So um, that's amenities and pace. Uh, before we move on, anybody have any closing thoughts for Northwood other than I think we'd all say go play it. It's really fun. Not necessarily a course I want to play every day, but certainly a course I want to go play once every, you know, two, three months, right? Yeah. You can, uh, you can kiss any future Cutter and Buck sponsorship goodbye with that detonation of the Northwood golf shop there, Ashton. <laughs> Just just to add to what you were saying about uh, about the uh, pace play for color, 
the group in front of us, I think it was like three of the guys were wearing flip-flops. Yes. So you could kind of expect that, I, I feel like, any day that you go there. Maybe except yes. for like, you know, a Monday or a Tuesday where it's mo- mostly locals just trying to go out and play some golf. But I feel like you can expect some flip-flops on the greens at some point there. And speaking yeah. of flip-flops, we now transition to the resort. Oh, professional. He does this for a living. So, oh, I thought you were going to introduce a, a new setter, sponsor no. for like, flip-flops that we have or something. No, not yet. Not yet, Jack. Birkenstocks. Birkenstocks, the title sponsor of the municipalities. Hey, they're, they're in Marin County, man. Hey, the producer would be notified if we had a new sponsor. Um, but... So transitioning shout out matchstick golf. Shout out matchstick golf. Um, so transitioning into into the resort of Bodega Bay. So as you guys kind of noted, the drive from Bodega Bay to Northwood or Northwood to Bodega Bay is beautiful. Um, it's this great drive. Half of it is winding through the redwoods of Northern California, and then it kind of just opens up and gives you a picturesque view of the ocean. And it's just spectacular driving all the way to Bodega, or you get the opposite going back there. It's just a great drive. I recommend it, even if you're not a golfer. I I recommend you taking your girl up there, having, like you said, having some seafood up in Bodega, and, and taking the drive through the Redwoods, because it's beautiful. And so... When you get to Bodega, it is a completely different realm of what you experience when pulling up to Northwood because it's all houses lining this this golf course. It's a complete resort. I mean, they built this golf course to draw people up to uh up to Bodega Bay kind of it was built after a lot of the people were going down to Monterey and it was kind of built it for the people that lived in Marin County above San Francisco to be able to kind of have that escape from the area, uh, from the Sausalito, you know, area and get up there. And there's also another course just North of Bodega Bay called Sea Ranch. And Sea Ranch is another really cool kind of hidden gem up there. I haven't played it in many years. I've heard that the conditions have kind of slipped over the years. And the price has never intrigued me to drive up there. Because from San Francisco, I think Sea Ranch is like hour 30. Like it's Yeah, it's it's a while. Yeah, it's a it's a bit of a trek. And so I it hasn't intrigued me to drive up there and play it, but Bodega is only forty five minutes, fifty minutes from from the city and it's without traffic, of course. It's the Bay Area. I, I was gonna say I think it took us an hour and a half to get home. Yeah. So So let bacon ninety let's, minutes. Uh, let's say that with a caveat. There there definitely is 90% of the time there's going to be traffic in the city so you're you're probably going to be more around that yeah. 90 minute mark but what were your guys experiences coming into Bodega when you arrived Ashton you go ahead and, and start since you've been, it was your second time around it's probably a little fresher 
Yeah. So just to be clear, if people are, are Googling this, um, what you're going to actually see is the links at Bodega Harbor. We call it Bodega Bay, but for Googling purposes, the links at Bodega Harbor with a, a really nice little uh, seagull logo, which is, is great. Um, yeah, I mean, I think the big, I think the reason Bodega really strikes a lot of things for me is, first of all, uh, it is a great golf course. Like, I really, really think, having played there twice now, it's a great golf course that requires you to hit a lot of good shots, which I appreciate. Even though it is absolutely subdivision golf, and again, based off the rumor or whatever I mentioned earlier, that, you know, it was definitely built for housing purposes to the point where RTJ was pissed. Um, it doesn't really feel that way. I mean, there's definitely times where I think, not to drive by shoot you, Nick, but I throw one of the par fives, you definitely hit your drive off of someone's roof. You're very concerned that they were home. Um, but it doesn't feel, I mean, a lot of times, like, windows, bro. <laughs> Nick was kind of like gritting his teeth as we drove by. He's like, oh, I definitely hit the roof. Um, but it doesn't, it's definitely amongst the houses, but it doesn't really bother you. And I think a big reason why is um, you basically have a view of the bay, Bodega Bay, pretty much all day. Because I remember, Chris, before we went in April, you told me, and you can, you're here to kind of workshop this take, you were saying that, you know, pound for pound, like when it comes to views, many people obviously think Monterey, Monterey, Monterey. Monterey is great. We've talked about a lot of those courses. But Bodega is probably better. I mean, again, you're, you're, it's a bay. It's not necessarily like, you know, the, like the sweeping vista. Sometimes you're going to get like PG or something. But as far as like it, just a day full of views, uh, it's as good as it gets, especially for the golf course, right? Because like I love PG, but I don't know that PG is a great golf course. Like where you're really going to be challenged every shot in your bag and like really put up a score where like Bodega is that way. And you just, you know, there was, you know, just so many places where you just get views all day. Great golf course, good greens, uh, pace play was a tough scene we'll talk about, but yeah, I mean, I've now played there twice and like, it is one of my favorite places I've played in the, I don't know if you can necessarily call it the Bay area. It's a little North, I guess, but of the courses within kind of a, you know, hour and a half radius of us. I, I really love it. And I think you you were the one who kind of hyped it up to me, and it has exceeded expectations both times. Yeah, so I, I've i played it. I can't even count how many times I've played it. Me and my family used to rent a house on the golf course when I was in my early teens. So from like 10 to 14 years old, we used to go up there for about four or five years straight, and we'd rent a house. And my, they used to have an unlimited golf kind of package that you could buy from them so my dad would just buy me and my brother the little unlimited pass thing and me and my brother would just go out and play all day and that was when you were 12 13 years old and a course like that we could care less walking it and we'd walk it which is crazy if you ever play bodega it's not a very walkable golf course Um, but me and my brother would do 72 holes in a day with, with the two of us walking it and because you got a channel you got to find a way to channel that sense of walking now you know mr card over here can we <laughs> he's walking 72 holes hey when 12 years <laughs> the big 12 card guy now chris didn't didn't bring a didn't bring a smoking device while he was on the golf course that he had to keep in the back of the golf cart so not that you do it, that anywhere it else. is crazy that you bring a hookah <laughs> you and that flavored tobacco just gotta have that watermelon tobacco chris it's legal. we don't have to we don't have to pretend it's legal 
just, just in just in case uh, anybody anybody from our work listens to this, we we try to keep it a little light on that. That's fair. Uh, That's fair. But it rhymes with rub rub rampion. Yes. <laughs> Anyway, that's that's weird. That's okay. Now we're Moving fully on, off the fully rails. Off so I the rails rub, there. Rub. We uh, bodega stick. I mean, it, what I love about it is you get. It's not a Lynx golf course. They call it Bodega no. Lynx. It has pothole bunkers, and that's about as far Lynx as we're gonna go with that golf course. Um, I'm on the website right now. It literally says a layout reminiscent of a Scottish link styled seaside golf course. With and this is true, ocean views from every hole. That's cool, but it is not a fucking. It's Lynx not course. a links course. It's, it's not, not wide open as all, at all. Open There's corridors between four doors every doors single between hole. Every single You've got houses lining ninety percent of the golf course. So, no. Not no, not link style not, at all. You can't get it all over the place. It's, it's probably one of the most penalizing courses that you'll play in Northern California if you're a man that sprays the ball, because it really doesn't allow you to kind of go anywhere. Um, uh, but I've been talking forever, Jack. Your take. What did you think about the layout? What was your favorite hole out there? Yeah, it was it was my second time playing. Uh, first time I played with you, Chris. You you, you definitely, you know, it, I think when we first played that place, I was still hesitant on how, you know, how how much hype you were putting into the course, it, especially because it was like you know, like you were saying, like I think it was like an hour and a half drive for me that first time. So. It, it's one of those places, you know, the hype that you put on it definitely lived up to it. Um, I'm very much the, the way that I like my golf courses. One, I like a good challenge in a golf course, um, even though I'm a 10 NH handicap, as these guys would say. Um, I, I, I love a good challenge. I, I like that there's, you know, the, the other thing I look for is variation in shots that you can play and how you can play a hole. I think that's one of those types of courses that, you know, you can play it. This is one thing that I'd, I'd like to say. I, I, I differ in terms of like defining it as a links course. Like I feel like you can pl- like a true definition of a links course is you can play the ball on the ground pretty, you know, a good amount of times. Um, not that I've been to Ireland or Scotland or the UK to play Lynx style go- golf courses, but th- that's one thing that I really liked about it is you can either, you know, you can hit stingers all day or hit low shots all day and play the ground. Kind of just let it, you know, let how the hole is shaped dictate how you're playing it. So those those are the two things for me is that is that it's, you know, it's it's a true challenge varying shots varying ways that you can play play the golf course um definitely echo what you guys are saying in terms of the vistas i i really can't think of one either tee box or green where you can't like do a 180 or turn to your left or right and you can't see a really good view um i and when we played it chris i think we played it maybe late summer of last year in 2020 i forgot there was one hole in the back nine that just like looked like as you're going down the fairway i think it was one of the the par downhill par fives like 
it kind of sneaks up on the view sneaks up on you because there's some houses like blocking your your view from the tee box and then you like go down the fairway as you're coming up to your ball like it that view opens up into this like finger on the bay and it's such a great view um i think there's a little bit of fog as as the 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 day was winding down but yeah like great views challenging course great variation of shots um and conditions wise i mean they they keep that place up pretty well there's some parts of the fairway were kind of drier than the others but i mean the greens were dude the like really pure greens for you know the value that you're paying for especially for a twilight round like and that that i I think i want to say it was maybe three or four green was like so fun just you know undulating greens and just the conditions that they keep the greens are, are really great yeah one thing we'll talk about value too since you guys got twilight round the first time me and Ashton played it, I actually got a deal on golf now, and I think we played it for eighty dollars for both of us with a cart. Yeah, it was incredible, and that's the one thing. If you keep an eye out on any of the the discount websites where you can book tee times, because Bodega Bay is a little bit further out there, and in the off seasons where they're not getting as many tourists staying out there they post crazy deals i i've gone out there and played 30 bucks with the cart in in february and like you can just get insane deals out there so if you guys any of our listeners are in the bay area keep an eye out if you ever want to go out and play there because you usually can find really good deals i've even seen them on golf moose and they've had a like hundred dollars for two players with the cart and so it's 50 bucks a person anytime you want to go out there. So that that's what I would definitely say uh, rate-wise. Uh, but Nick, your favorite hole out there, your thoughts on layout? Um, I, I don't know that I could pick a favorite hole to be... Actually, no, that's a lie. 18 was great. Uh, it's cool. I, I think so. We'll get to why I think 18 is great in a second. But I think overall... On the macro view or a macro level, it's spectacular, right? It's it's truly a spectacular location for a golf course. The views are by far and away and away and away the best views I've ever had in a golf course. They're spectacular, right? Ashton touched on the, the drive down to Bodega Bay from uh, Northwoods, and on a sunny day like we had, it was it was the best part of the day. And being on the golf course, getting similar views and similar vistas, it's just like I don't know. It it's I think on a macro level so spectacular. It's hard to take in um, at the time you're there because it's uh, you don't see that every day. And it's I don't know. It can I think you kind of take it for granted that you're looking at this view for four plus hours and don't really realize how fucking incredible it is. But um, I think the golf course is fine. It's it's very penal um, for me. I, I really hate playing neighborhood golf. Um, it Without a without fail, I have twenty five percent less fun than I do on a course that's just golf. Um, I feel like I get more tired and run down. I don't even when I'm riding a fucking cart, and I hate riding in carts. I don't know. Neighborhood golf really bumps me out, and uh, Bodega Bay falls into that category. Obviously, it is a neighborhood course. You mentioned there's there's 
houses on every hole and there is zero attempt to hide them, nor should there be because you would block the views, uh, which is what you're playing golf there for, and that's why they bought those houses. Um, but there is no hiding it, and they are on every fairway right next to it. And that makes the golf course very penal. And for a golfer like myself who's a 20-something handicap, you know, uh, that can be really tough. Um, but more than that, it's the course for me is fine. I didn't think it was anything spectacular. It was in good condition. The greens are nice. Um, the views are incredible. There are some interesting holes. I think it's, man, maybe it's like seven. Y'all have to help me with this one. But yeah, you, you have like, I don't know. There's there's like a cow pasture on the left that you can't hit into because the farmer will shoot you with his twenty two. And then there's the road on the right. I think it's a road or maybe the other hole. And it's OB left, OB right, OB long. I don't know. That was kind of interesting, kind of gimmicky. It, you know, it's a cool second shot. If you hit a nice first shot, it's a cool second shot to try and, and reach the green in two. Um, you know, again, playing across a road to get there in two. It's fine. I guess it's their version of the road hole. Um, I don't know. Other than that, there weren't that many holes that stood out for me beyond 18. 18's great. Like I said, you you tee off. Uh, I think that the closer to the water you are, the better here. That's what you're there for. You're paying for the water and being close to the water. So being on 18, putting out next to the beach, that's cool. That was really neat. Um, but yeah, 18, you, you play towards the ocean, um, your first shot, and then your second shot, you have to play downhill. I guess it I don't know if you'd call it a ravine or what, but basically the green is, is 30 yards below the fairway um, next to the beach. It's it's spectacular and a great way to end the, end the, end the course. Um, other than that, honestly, I, I could not recall a single hole. Maybe there's like an uphill dog leg left that I'm, I'm thinking of right now, par four. But other than that, the course isn't, I don't know, it didn't blow me away. It's interesting enough, but I wouldn't go back for the course. I'd go back for the views. Chris, the one thing I should tell you that is a huge bummer, uh, because pace of play was glacial, uh, these guys, well, I mean, Jack and played there, but Nick didn't get to play 16 or 17. So, and that's the hard part, because Nick, to your point, the front nine is fine. Uh, you know, I think that it's very Robert Trent Jones of like a lot of uphills and a lot of like artificial mounds, but the back nine is more where it's at because, you know, you get down into that area where we actually couldn't go, uh, even though it's bizarre because when you get to 16, you get your tee shot and you pull your cart down, you pull your cart, your bag off of your cart, and then you walk 16 and 17, put your cart back, back on your cart, and then go to 18, which is a little gimmicky, but also, like, it's cool, there's, like, marsh, it's a short hole, that part 317 is really hard, so there's the caveat of, like, Nick, you are obviously entitled to your take, um, but I'd be curious how you feel if you're able to play all 18 holes, because 16, 17, 18 is, like, one of the more memorable stretches of golf I can remember, and you only got to experience one of those, because the motherfuckers ahead of us were playing so slow. And that's actually what I was gonna say, 16, 17 are my favorite two holes in the entire course. Because, Sick. yeah, and that's that's yeah. the and that's, hey, that's Nick, the, how, Nick, how, how do you like that? Is that cool? Is that cool? You? you like that? Hey, you're welcome to your opinions. No, no matter how wrong it may be, you're welcome to it. But. Well, no, it's just funny that the two holes you didn't get to play. Ben Hogan forever, baby. Pasta Tiempo, better than Northwood. Eat it. You can suck on that. Uh, no, I wish. Obviously, you can see that you can see 16, 17 as you teed off at 18. It looks gorgeous. I wish we could have played it. They look. They look like the three coolest holes in the course, so maybe maybe take my judgment with a grain of salt, but I really I didn't think the rest of the course was all that interesting. So. Yeah, I mean, and, and we've said this, I think all of us kind of touched on it. It, it, it was designed to be a resort, and so it's, all in all, it is a resort golf course, and so 
they built it for the housing in mind to draw people up there to stay for the weekend, do all those things. And from what I've read and kind of the things I've talked about, that's why Robert Trent Jones was so fucking pissed about about how he had to go about designing it because it's not the routing that he originally designed. He was forced to adjust the holes based on where they decided to plan the houses. So what he designed is only about 40% of what actually was created out there. So, and I'm almost positive 16, 17, 18 were his originals. And then the front nine was all kind of massacred just because they they wanted to put as many fucking houses as they possibly could in there. And that's why you cross like seven streets through the entire front nine because you're just constantly going through all these different developments. And, it, you know, I think there's there's courses out there that do development golf better. Like, I think all of us would say Monarch Dunes is an incredibly good um, development course. Like, there's houses, you can see them, but they're not really in play, and they're kind of off to the side, and you still get the golf course to its own where this feels kind of on some holes that the houses are kind of encroaching onto the course and it creates it to not necessarily have those, you know, penalty areas or higher rough that you can build on a normal course. So it's like fairway and then 10 yards of rough on each side and then you're in people's fucking backyards. So, you know, that... That is one thing I, I definitely agree with you, Nick, on that is it, it's penalizing for the fact that they wanted to build houses and resorts. But for the views, the costs and everything there, I think just that alone, it, it would be worth it for anybody to go out there and check it out. And, and especially for the views, but it's, it's also to, to sort of jump on, jump on top of that, Chris, though. Like, it's not a walking course either, no. and golf is a walking sport. You can't walk this course. I know you did when you were 12 or whatever, but you're not walking today. No one's walking that. None of us are walking that today. No, and that's Golf's why a walking I... sport. I, I have a, an issue with courses that you can't walk on, this being one of them, uh, because it, it takes you out of the game. It takes you out of the sport for the, the traverse time that you have between holes. It just, I don't know. It's a personal thing, I guess, but that that's another thing that contributed to me feeling very meh about this course. That's all. And that's why I call it a resort course, because I would say 90% of courses that I've played at resorts are not walking courses. Like, I, you don't see a lot of people walking Bayonet and Black Horse in Monterey. You don't see a lot of people walking Carmel Valley or Quail Lodge. You'll get people walking um, Pebble Beach just because it is built for tournament-style golf, and... You want to get that feel of it, but not a lot of people are going to be walking Poppy Hills and and those type of things. And especially like, you know, us three, Jack, Ashton and myself are going to Vegas. 90% of Vegas courses are not walkable. It's just they're they're built in the desert. They're all separated. Each hole has like 150 yards in between each tee box and green. So it I think there's a place for it within golf. Would it be the place I'd want to play every day and go for a stroll in the park and also play golf? No, absolutely not. Like, but 
if you're just trying to crack open a fucking six pack of beer, smoke a couple dubs and have a good fucking time and not really care about score, I, I see a place for it. But it's it's not going to be the course that you're going to want to go to and live next to and play every single day of the week. You know, it's that's just not not what it is. And I don't think it was designed for that either. So that that's kind of I separate kind of the resort and something I'd want to play every day. So that that's kind of where I'm at with with Bodega. It's just it it is definitely a resort course. It is a cart course. It's not something you're gonna you're gonna want to walk. But well, and actually, Chris, to, to kind of really bring all this together, I think one of the reasons why, like, I don't know if this is gonna make sense, but I think that if we were to go play Bodega and then go home. I don't think I would like it as much. I think that, and this is where I give you the tip of the cap for kind of, not that you invented this, but you brought this into kind of my world at least. I think that it's really the whole day, right? Especially the way we did it because, you know, the morning is you're going to walk, you're going to walk through the redwoods in the morning, right? And the afternoon is like, we're going to cruise around in a cart and hit some shots and have lots of views and, We'll talk about, you know, the amenities and stuff in a second. But I think Nick bought us, like, basically every Coors Light they had, and it was, like, 25 bucks. Like, that's cool, right? It was, like, cheap beer in a cart, music playing, sun is – it's beautiful weather. And, and that's so, resort Again, golf. in a vacuum of, like – yeah, and it's in a vacuum of, like, do I want to be playing this golf course to your point every day? No, but it's, like, when I've already walked nine holes. I've already kind of gotten that experience. And now I'm just, like, the sun is out. Got my friends here. We're listening to music. We got all this cheap beer. I was, like – Again, uh, I'm gonna say it again. It's sort of the vibe of the whole day, right? It's it's very like the, the in a vacuum, no. But I think it's just again, bodega by itself, especially if I'm playing at like 10 a.m. on a Sunday, probably not. But bodega is a twilight after you played Northwood with a whole bunch of two dollar Coors Lights in the back of the cart. I think that's honestly why I like it so much, you know. And also too, the the company has been great. I mean, obviously playing with you. I mean, the day we played the first time for, <laughs> we were supposed to get paired with somebody, and that person never showed up. Chris and I had no, the, nobody was on the golf course. We played, we, we we took our time and played in three and a half hours. It was amazing. And then even though it was pretty brutal on pace of play, uh, you know, Nick, Jack, and uh, and our buddy Rick, like as good of company as possible. So I think it's sort of, to your point, it's, it's, I like the golf course. I totally agree with Nick's take on the walking component and the houses, but I think it's kind of the whole day that makes it special. And I think you sandwich that with Northwood and it's like, yep, it's a great day, you know, which is, I guess the whole point of the yeah, podcast. It kind of gives me the same feeling as like when I go out to Terralago and we've talked about that when we were talking about our second Southern California trip, where there's a place for Terralago. Like, of course it's not the place I want to go, but if I want to hear Pitbull and get some margaritas and have like a fucking party in between 18s, like, yo, Terra Lago is going to throw it fucking down. Like they had, <laughs> they had it pumping out there and it was a good fucking time. There's dudes walking around barefoot and like, you know, it was just its own entity and it's, it's fun to do every year, a couple years or, you know, things like that, but it's, not something I'm going to fucking go out of my way. And that's kind of, I think, our feeling with us kind of going, which keep an eye out after this podcast release. We'll have a couple podcasts coming out about our trip up yeah, out in Vegas. And I think that's kind of the same feeling that we're all going to have going out for that trip is I don't think any of us are going out for the fact that we're going to be 
we are going to play some spectacular courses, but we all know that they're gimmicky, they're resort courses, and they are what they are. And we're, we're, you know, you can't put that in the same lane as, you know, a Northwood or, you know, a Presidio or an East Moreland or any of those, you know, local tracks that we all hold near and dear to our hearts that we play on a regular basis. Yeah, no, I, I, I totally agree. But, yeah, there, there's a place for it. I would say, like you were talking about earlier, amenities. So beer's cheap out there. They've got a great, great restaurant. Were you guys able to go get food after your round? Uh, no. So, restaurant is awesome. Wait, great, great restaurant. Yeah, so it's it's not in the clubhouse or the pro shop. It's just outside of the pro shop. Should have had lunch there. Yeah, Damn it. so it's it's below the parking yep. lot. And oh. beautiful views of the ocean. All glass. Damn it. Glass, That's uh, my fault. In, you know, 360 degrees around the entire building. And it's, it's a steak and seafood restaurant. So it's not the cheapest. It's, you know, it's not a... Okay, maybe I'm glad we yeah. can go there then. I mean, you can get a burger and stuff, but <laughs> your burger's going to be 23 bucks. Like... Well, I mean, Nick's gross, Nick's gross meat sandwich was 19 bucks at, at, at Northwood, so we wouldn't be saving a whole yeah, bunch of money. Yeah, but their burgers are on, like, super high-end levels. They're, like, Wagyu beef and, like, I mean, it's it's a really nice restaurant. It's it's meant to be a resort huh. place where when people want to go out with their spouses after a round of golf, they can go out and have a really nice meal with their with their wives. And they'll have... They have a massage place out there, and it's it's your full end, hundred percent resort. And, and so, Bodega, it's so close to San Francisco that you can make a drive out there, and you don't have to have those amenities. You can just play the course. But if yeah. you do ever go out there and you stay for the weekend with a wife or anything like that, or any of your girls, it's it's worth getting dinner there because the restaurant is spectacular. Like I would. I'd rate it like close oh. to a five star restaurant, like in the city. Yeah, oh. really, really good. Huh. But yeah, but but they do have Chris to to bring up amenities as well. They do have this little snack shack, which we, we didn't get any food. But I know last time me and you got some breakfast burritos there that were really good. So they really check off your boxes for you know cheap drinks, breakfast burrito. You could probably speak to the hot dog. Like they have everything you're going to need from an, an amenity standpoint. And Nick. What were your thoughts about pro shop amenities? Because I know I know my feeling there. Do you feel like it was more on the Northwood side of things? No, it was better than Northwood. North, Northwood was truly trash, though. Northwood was horrendous. Um, uh, I wanted to spend money at Northwoods, and they wouldn't. There was nothing that I could purchase. Yeah, no, but it was was much better. Um, I don't know. I thought it was like fairly standard pro shop stuff. Nothing crazy. They had like a hoodie or two I, I thought about getting, didn't end up picking one up, but it was fine. Nothing crazy. Yeah. Standard. I yeah. think I think one I think, thing, it, one it's thing lacking in lacking logo creativity. Logo. And I think that's what makes me not buy stuff from Bodega when I go out there. What's your thoughts, Jack? What's your thoughts, Jack? I, I think the thing that I'll say about them in terms of like, what we're saying with both amenities, food and things like that. I think they're kind of, they, they for some reason, it, it, it's really weird. It's like stuck between 
you know, like what you would expect out of a, a muni that's just like, hey, like come in here, go play golf kind of thing. But everything else is like, you know, like even the restaurant was, you have to look for it, right? So it's it's not very, I, I don't think the, the business side and amenity side of it is like really well thought out. Um, but I, I, yeah, the, the beers and things like that were, were great. I mean, you know, 27 bucks on however many cans of Coors Light. I, I forget what the joke was that we were making with with Nick there, Ashton. It was truly uh, $25, $25 for eight beers. Fantastic. Yeah, was, <laughs> I, was, I was getting ready to get bent over and killed yeah. by the beer cart girl. And 25 bucks, I almost choked. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah so i mean like it, it's it's a great place for that um it and i don't know like it's it's so weird because like you expect it to be a resort golf but i think you know the challenge of the golf course itself is is you know it's still a really good challenging golf course so i i wonder if it's a case of like you know this golf course who doesn't really know its identity whether like you were saying about terra lago like is this a true resort resort golf course you know it's struggling to be a subdivision golf course because of how they built it out but then it's also like a, you know someone like me who enjoys the challenges of a golf course like can you know someone can go out there and like be challenged by the game so those are the like that's what is a little bit of a struggle for me because like you don't usually I, I don't usually see those three things all in one place plus like we were saying earlier about the 16 17 18 like it's three really great kind of almost kitschy holes for what it is but it's still like you know really really great architecture so that's my my big take on it is you know great conditions kind of weird amenities i'll say but i think it's it's a place that's like struggling to have an identity because it's trying to be all these different things and serve all these different um you know different type of golfers that's well said, Jack. That, that's, and I think that covers most of kind of what we usually talk about. So I think the last thing to point out, not happy about it, um, but I mean, pace, pace sucked. We, 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 I think we were the second tee time off for, for Twilight. So I think we teed off at 2.10. Um, you know, the back of the napkin math is if we had played in, I think, four and a half hours, we would have finished. Um, and I don't know if that's a chronic problem out there. I mean, we sort of got... Um, we got behind a couple, like it was two couples, and I mean they were they were putting everything like it was the Masters, struggling with club selection. I mean there was one time where a lady was basically hiking down a uh, um, like the side of the fairway to try to hit a shot that she shouldn't have been hitting, and then Rick goes, "Oh my God, she's going to go get a new club," and proceeded to walk all the way climbing up the fairway up to the cart path and back down and probably what guys that was 50 yards each two, direction three, 50 yards each direction two three four minutes just on that alone yeah we're just standing on the tee um and then she she, she went back she grabbed you know she had her six iron didn't like her six iron hiked back uphill grabbed her seven iron and then duffed the shot it was just the toughest of seats and then after yeah. everyone looked away her husband or whatever drove to her that was the tough scene for me it was just like he could have drove there the whole time 
I think the other thing too, though, is like the people ahead of them were slow as well. And the one thing I will be, I'm not trying to be charitable to Bodega because it's the layout, but to Nick's point, if you're just, if you're, if you're a golfer who does not know where the golf ball is going and you're going to try to like play and finish every hole, it, it can be pretty brutal out there, right? Like if you're, if you're spreaded off the tee and kind of rehitting and stuff. So I don't know. Again, pays to play with Chris. You and that, Chris, the time we went out there on that Friday morning, it was beautiful. But it was pretty bummer to like, you know, again, especially because 16, 17, 18 are such bangers. You know, I'm showing Nick. We're up here in Nixon down, and then I we have to skip 16 and 17. Um, that, that, that wasn't great. So we'll want to call them out on pace to play because that was, that was a tough scene. Sorry, one other thing to add that I, I don't think I've seen in maybe any other golf course in the Bay Area. They have gas carts, which is... They need to replace that shit, man. Like, diesel fuel gas carts or whatever. It's stank, man. That's old school. Yeah, it's, it's truly old school if you like that vibe. Yeah, you loud we too, get, man. I hate them. They're so loud. We get a lot of those Pacific Northwest, so... I would say 80% of our golf courses up here have gas carts, and the reason it, it they have gas carts is because of hills. So when you have a massively hilly course um, or in between holes where you're driving a lot, you have to recharge them too often. And if you're pumping out tee times, it's much easier to just throw some extra gas in there and keep them, keep them rolling. Where if you have to charge them for two or three hours, well, you just lost 30 tee times. So huh. that that's really the reason. And I think that's why Bodega still has gas because it is very widespread of a golf course. There's a lot of driving in between holes and the undulations of that course. I think if you put, you know, the electric carts out there, I think it would just be a fucking shit show yeah so you're saying we need to invent some kind of like electric battery electric battery powered golf cart that with like a tesla that, i was just fucking gonna say tesla on needs it. to start making golf carts and we'll be good to go we'll be good to go yeah that's, or, that's or the next some, thing i'd love to see on a golf course i'm going to keep Elon Musk can have his hands on other stuff. We don't need it to be on stuff that we love so much. But also, couple one quick note. I want to I want to tell everyone quickly about price. Uh, the one thing I will be charitable to Bodega. Looking at their website, they say they're golf cars, not golf carts. So if they're golf cars, they gotta have gas. maybe that's why they have gas. Golf cars. I've never heard of that before. I think that's a it's pretentious. A it's a pretentious thing. That's not a nice thing. That's a pretentious thing. They don't want to have golf cars because that's for the plebes. They're golf cars because it's a resort. Nick is so fucking out of it. I love it. Somebody had to balance out y'all's like puff pieces, like three talking heads talking about how amazing this golf course was. It's fine. It's fine. The views are spectacular. They are spectacular. Well, of course, it's fine. Say it again. It's a good condition. Oh, oh God. Okay. So, uh, just so people know, uh, during the week, uh, sixty-two bucks. Friday, seventy-two bucks. Saturday and Sunday, ninety-two bucks. And then during twilight, um, that goes to, from sixty-two to forty-seven. Monday through Thursday, uh, seventy-two to fifty-seven on Friday. 
and then from 92 to 67. So, you know, that, that really does help a lot. However, when you snag the second tee time after after twilight hits and you can't finish becomes a little less appealing so a good deal if you can get twilight and just hope you don't get behind you know people competing for the at augusta national and the group ahead of you i'll say too when you do this if you're going to go out and play this 27 hole routing do it in spring or summer give yourself that little extra leeway to kind of mosey through you know eat at eat at either one of the restaurants you know take your time in between the in between the rounds and really enjoy the area that you're in because it it's incredibly beautiful between bodega bay and where northwood is so really take your time if you get the chance spring summer definitely the way to do it Perfect. Well, thank you guys. We've been trying to do this for a while. So, Nick, thank you for making the time. Jack, thank you for coming from behind the computer screen. And Chris, always nice to see your big bearded face. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, fellas. Peace. Later.